Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Wake me up before you record. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, that's it. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you want them to be yours one day... You have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. Do you remember that show? Of course I do. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Tom. Green monkeys. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> so this is, um, you know, this is a film that came out, a Marvel film. It is. It is a film. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's getting a lot. It's grossing a lot. Yeah, uh, if 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 the numbers are correct today, it's like the biggest Labor Day opening ever. Oh wow! Oh right, Labor Day. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy Happy Labor Day to all. Yeah, which I mean, you know, it's both impressive. I mean, it's still impressive because it's something like I think eighty million. Yeah, um, but it's um, not movies. Not a lot of movies get released over Labor Day weekend, but. Still, really? an eighty million dollar weekend is a huge fucking weekend. Yeah, I mean, I I saw it in in, in the theaters and it was packed. Yes, um, yeah, it was very crowded. Yeah, it was it very was, it was excited, f- happy crowd. It was the first time since the beginning of the pandemic where I've almost been tripped by fourteen different children in public. Nice, you trip them back, Tom. Mm-hmm. You trip them back. Oh, I just grab them by the head and then shove them. Give them a oh, good yeah, shove. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could pick a child up by the head. They it's know. fine. They 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 know. Yeah. Oh, they better know. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, it's important. This has gotten like a, it's almost at like a, a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Um, it's, it's got, it's high, high reviews. Uh, lots of people like Mike, the, the crowd, uh, that I was watching with was very into it. Uh, lots of cheering. Mm-hmm. It felt like, unlike, um, and we'll get into how we personally liked it, but like, it felt like, uh, unlike Black Widow, because people enjoyed Black Widow, but it did. Black Widow felt like a weird autopsy because it was like she's dead, right? Uh, and and it, so yeah. people, it, it was like people, five years in the past. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this is one that's just like, all right, Marvel continuing, continuing the plot, plot moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people were a bit more excited about that. Uh, well, I can and for good reason. Yeah, I'll get into why I was more excited in in uh, as as we start the episode. Yeah, I mean we've started the episode. What did you? Uh, how did you like um, uh, this movie? I actually really Shang-Chi. liked this. Uh, I really liked this one. It it I, it yeah. It reminded me of the first Iron Man in in like all of the positive ways. In that it felt like its new. It, it felt like its own new thing. I mean, there are some connections to the MCU, obviously. Uh, but not a lot, like not as not as many as you might expect for like the twenty fifth Marvel film. Um, yeah, that is actually it's a really good aspect of this is that they are trying to get off on get off. They're trying to 
uh, uh, move forward on their own new charisma. Yes. Where they're like, here's a bunch of new people. We're not going to bring back a right. bunch of it, people it wasn't... to like, assure you it's a Marvel film. Right. The only person we had was Benedict Wong as Wong. Really, and he's barely in it. He's, and he's not barely in it. That in it. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it's just it's all about this new cast. It's an entirely new universe, basically, because they start introducing a lot of Chinese mythology. So there's there's like fantasy mythology aspects now, uh, sort of like how Doctor Strange brought in like the mystical stuff, and then like Guardians yeah. brought in the cosmic stuff. This is bringing in like fantasy folklore stuff, and it's it got it was it's the first Marvel film in a long time that has me like excited to see where this one goes you know what i mean right you're right that they are bringing in f- like it's hard to nail down what dr strange bl- brought in because guardians brought in the yeah the cosmic stuff um then like we have the 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 science stuff with the super soldiers and, and the iron, iron man, man yeah. and i always loved that dr strange bl- brought in straight up magic and there was this i also loved the instinct of having iron man and dr strange not like each other right because they're both the same person, but what is magic and what is technology? Uh, and then this brings in, you're right, fantasy, mm-hmm. like creatures, um, weird lands, like mm-hmm. like Lord of the Rings shit, dragons. Folklore and fables and stuff, too. Like it's, yeah. yeah. So it's a really, it's it's neat that they're all kind of separated in their, their lore and genres mm-hmm. in this interesting way. Um, yeah, this movie was, it's I would say it's joy. I, I I I enjoyed this movie. I yeah. I never I I have like one critique of this movie, and it's a it's a Marvel critique, which is that of course it has to be a Marvel film. And so my critique is actually with the action, which is that oh. the first well the first half of this film the action is fucking great. Yes. Um, they have the stunt one of the the stunt coordinator Brad Allen. He worked with Jackie T- Chan. He was on his stunt team. You can tell it the, was shot the, by Bill Pope, who shot The Matrix. Yes, you can tell. I, I saw that I, in the credits. It was like William Pope. I was like, "Is that fucking Bill Pope?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't hide from me, Bill yeah. Pope. Uh, yeah, yeah, I looked it up to be sure. The bus fight, man. Like, yes, yeah, so that's fucking good. One of the, the hugest things about this movie. Yes, pure joy. Yes. My criticism is that mm-hmm. the last half they start doing the big, you know, dragons and shit. And yeah. it starts becoming more Marvel-y. And I get that that's just, it's a Marvel film. I get it. Um, I, I it, again, it's not it's not really a hit against the movie. The movie was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But it would just been nice to well, be like, yeah, it's just a straight up martial arts fight. They can't really do that. I would just say the action actually got, like, it's good throughout, but the opening stuff is way better, in my opinion. Well, uh, yes, I appreciated that for the for the big final battle. It's like a martial arts war. It's like a Lord of the Rings, ba- yeah. huge Lord of the Rings size battle, but like with people doing martial arts. So yeah. I appreciated that it, they still retained a lot of that. Like when it would get down on the granular level, it was still people going hand to hand with each other with like a stab staffs and and swords and shit absolutely yeah they don't give them big stupid like guns or robots in the air yes yes it's 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 an unavoidable issue for marvel which is that like yeah this shit's like this unspeakable evil bursting out and dragons yeah like it has to escalate to that um and that's why I'm not like mad at it because mm-hmm. I don't know how else they could have done it. Well, and it still um, it made sense in this story too. Like when something like WandaVision for instance boiled down to a superhero fight, that was a letdown because it was like, well that's not where the story was really felt like it was going. This story it felt 
appropriate that it would be this big mythological battle uh, in this yeah, uh, sure. fabled village and stuff. It was building towards that, so it didn't feel cheap when it happened. Yeah, here's I guess here's what it made me think about. Yeah, uh, which is that this is such a unique style, right? Mm-hmm. That when Shang Chi inevitably gets incorporated into the MCU and yeah. we get our next Infinity War and Endgame, there we're not going to see that anymore. No, you know it's, what I mean. It's going to be he's just going to be in a battle. The rings are going to be the primary thing. He's just blasting them around. It's going to be like when they got uh, Iko Uwais, who is the guy from the Raid. It's like when they got him in that Mark Wahlberg movie. What Mark Wahlberg movie? It's called like what is it's called like Thirteen Blocks or something. Oh no! I, I think actually, I, I think I'm mistaken. That's the Bruce Willis. That's film, the Bruce right? Willis one. It's a similar With Moe's death. It's a similar premise. They have to escort Eco like across the city, and he's he's a big target. Uh, but right. it's it's it, I just brought that up as like the most recent example of of just uh, a a fucking incredible martial artist getting into American movies that do not do them justice. Yes, because they don't that, know how to. We don't thing. know how to film martial arts in America, <laughs> right? So. And that's that's why this was so cool, is because it felt like, yeah, you're right. We don't know how to film martial arts in America, and this movie does it better than most American martial arts films, I would say, because uh, yes. Marvel. Yes. The beauty of this is Marvel has the money to do the work, uh, and it also just has the technology. Like that bus fight, they do like an old boy. Warner, where he's fighting on the bus mm-hmm. and the, the camera, but it's like obviously this is broken up into a few shots. Like that's what well, I mean is that what I appreciated about the whole bus sequence and a lot of this movie, which is something they don't always do in Marvel movies. Like even though they have the money, they just don't do this. Right? Where you well, can tell. The... I just to finish the thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I appreciated about that sequence, the sequence on the scaffolding outside of the skyscraper, is it is uh, the these are all heavily. Uh, these are heavy effect shots, all of these, because they're in, you know, it's a fight taking place in a moving bus, it's a fight taking place on the bamboo scaffolding on the side of a skyscraper, etc. However, there you can tell that they're still having the person do the stunts. Yes. Yeah, and that's why I like the Captain Americas a lot yes, too. Is yeah. they they, but like I guess the difference is like just to go back to the old boy comparison, that hallway fight in old boy, which isn't actually, by the way, that's not a martial arts scene. No, it's that's, just a that, dude that's, fucking that's a smashing people with um, a hammer. <laughs> but they're but they're invoking that with the shot. Yes, yeah. Um, that took three days to film uh, because they just had to shoot it in one take. Whereas Marvel is able to be like, yeah, we'll put them on a green screen. Yeah, they'll still do the martial arts. Yes. They'll do the work. Yeah, but we can like seamlessly put it together. And so that's what I mean is they have just more resources to yeah, do it easily. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I see. And I don't mind that. Like, I don't mind it no, when they're I don't like, mind that either. like com- you know, kind of cheating their way into a one because what matters is that the they actually still have the stunt people doing this. And in a lot of cases, yeah. the performers, because they hired yeah. people who could do martial arts for this movie. And what, yeah, what matters is we see the martial arts. And that's yes. when it dawned upon me how great it was when I was like, oh my God, Marvel money towards a martial arts film. That said, there are a couple brawls where they do like a little quick cuts and shaky cams, yeah, they, like they, they do, are. Mm-hmm. and it's like, ah, oh, that's a shame. The bus, the bus is really that's the one that's like, mm, that the that's bus, the bus. I, I was almost standing up. I like, yeah. I couldn't like the going into the movie. I was 
I was expecting to like it. Uh, it's, it's new. It has a, a whole new cast of people. I, I like all these actors. It's a cool idea. It's a character I don't know much about. Like I know I know about the Mandarin, but I don't really know much about Shang Chi. So I was excited right. to go into this movie. But as like as that bus scene was unfolding, I was like, "Holy shit! This is like way better than I was anticipating." I also, I guess this is that was the scene the director used to like get involved. That was his pitch. That scene. It works. Um, that's a hell yeah. of a way to start your movie. Well, because there, there's a lot of elements to it that's like refreshing. It's it's rel- it's it's a small scale situation that they made extremely over the top. You know, it it felt um, like it's um, just on a bus. It was it was uh you know the action was really well done. Like we keep saying, and yeah, it had it the uh, it had the additional element of like uh, it felt like like a Spielberg scene. It was like a game that they kept adding to. Yes, 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 for sure. So it had, um, they, it they, had both of these elements that were just awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same with the scaffolding. Yes, um, yeah, the scaffolding which is, is cool a little, shit too. Yeah, it's a little more abstract of a scene. Like it was, like it's so funny how this stuff works. Is that like all all you really need is two people fighting? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, uh, and that's all you need. Giving them their surroundings. Um, it's it's like that's why the bus works because it's like enough of a obstacle. And the scaffolding started getting a little like, oh, they have to flip around and it's like a little more CGI-ish. Like there was some, there was definitely some like when the ninja people are like jumping down and stuff yeah. where it's like, yeah, they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's, I guess that's what I mean as the movie progresses, the fights kind of have that, like by the end, when they're out riding dragons and the dragons are swirling around, it was just like, ah, oh, come on, man. I don't want to see, I don't care about these dragons fighting. Uh, I care about like a one-on-one fight. I care, I care about the martial arts because that's the most impressive thing. Yeah. Um, I did appreciate so, though that even when the dragons got into it, it was still about getting the characters to this point. You know what I mean? Like it was still, yeah. it was still about getting Shang-Chi and his sister to the evil dragon to kill it. Oh yeah. 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 They're still fully involved. Yeah. Um, they're they're right. Because I was worried for a second. I was like, "Oh no, is this gonna be? <laughs> is this gonna be like right. a monster fight?" It's like, "No, no, no. We're not gonna we're not gonna suddenly bench all of our main characters. Everybody's gonna be directly involved in the in the finale." Yeah, they had a lot of they had a lot of people to sort of involve too, or rather, three people. They tried. It's interesting is they tried to make the characters all matter, uh, which is good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's not just about Shang Chi. Uh, and that's, uh, that, that's, you know, yeah, that, that's good because they have these t- two other characters and it would have been very easy to just bench them, yes, you know, yeah. uh, they're just over there fighting the battle while he's fighting his dad and they do do that, but then they, they matter more ultimately the, that's not like the final fight. Uh, so that, that was really well done. You could kind of feel them having to do that juggling. I, I will say, um, the pacing of this film I was very impressed by how much they had to do and you could feel it, but like, you know, like it's that kind of movie where it's like, we get them to a location, they're given exposition and then how can we make them fight right here and now? Uh, that's kind of where the bus comes from is they just had to get the movie started, Yeah, but it, it works. Um, it's just, they're, they're really, um, God, I'm trying to think of a good comparison it's like watching um, a circus act where you keep thinking they're going to fall, 
where you're like, oh, 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 oh. Okay. Yes, yeah. Where it's well, like, yeah, where it's like, oh god, you have so much to put into this. Okay, okay, you're getting it. You're getting by. Like it's 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 they're doing this juggling act with pushing the film along because they just have a lot to do. It never feels like it though. To yeah, me, yeah, I mean, I, to me, it felt I felt it a little bit, but not really. Not as not um, as much as you would in. I'm trying to think of like a real what's like a real bad example of it. Uh, I don't know. That's it's the Marvel movies uh, struggle with this, uh, but I didn't. I would. Go ahead. Here's, oh, I would say the part that felt sweaty was right at the beginning. Yes. Where they're having the dinner with their dumb. friends. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's stuff like that, yeah. where it's like the screenwriter was clearly told, like, you have to get this, 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 and this out. Or not told, but knew. Uh, you have to get all that out in, like, five five pages. Well, if, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, I, could see, I could see it. I would have done another pass on that scene, but as the movie yeah. progressed, I appreciated how much they were able to because basically the point of that there's this very right at the top there's a real sweaty uh exposition scene with shang chi and his friend katie uh as they're out to dinner with their friends um and it's basically the point of the scene is to establish that they're both kind of squandering their potential um and and that's really it because the 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 other point is to introduce the fact that that katie aquafina is like a really good driver um so that's right. why that's why we 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 meet her as we the same scene we meet adult Shang Chi as they're both valets and then they go for a joyride in a car and then we have this scene right after. So I as the movie goes on, you understand that that was the the one of the main points of that scene was to one introduce the fact that Aquafina can drive because she has to drive a lot in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and two, it's to you know establish that they're not you know that there there's expectations on them so i appreciated the efficiency of having them be valets but yeah that that dinner scene with their friends the exposition in that scene i was like oh, mm, we're in trouble i got nervous it's, yeah. it's a lot of like hey show don't tell yeah you know like what you're just having these characters say the things and then they have the the breakfast scene which feels like that could have covered that could have been more. it yeah yeah, so that felt like uh, yeah, yeah that, another pass. Yeah, it was just one more pass. But just ag- more again, pass. so much. These movies are so modular, and I I don't hate blockbuster movies. We we come we we come down a lot on on how they're bad, and they are bad. But I don't. They're bad right now. Um, but obviously, like most of my favorite movies are blockbusters. Uh, there's a reason everybody likes them, and they're uh, Marvel films especially are pretty modular in that they all have to hit. A certain number of beats um but i don't mind i don't mind the format as long as it's done well and this movie is done well like it's done with care yeah. like you can tell they cared about it yeah we've talked endlessly about the problem with marvel films is that they're fundamentally hard movies to do right because they have to cram all this stuff mm-hmm. that a lot of the time has nothing to do with the movie itself uh it, it it's it's oh we have to set up this stuff or we have to uh, and shang chi this first one at least benefits from the fact that they were allowed probably the same way guardians of the galaxy benefited where marvel wasn't necess- like i've heard the thing where marvel has been like this was kind of a gamble for us um and it's very funny because i think marvel's attitude towards films that they don't regard as important 
is what makes them more successful. Yes. Because when no one's paying attention and Marvel is just like, yeah, just do the bare minimum Marvel stuff. That's when it really works because they can tell a story and they don't have to cram in. Oh, we got it. We got to add Doctor Strange has to show up and this has to sh- happen and and we have to set up this like this is nice and, and free from that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I imagine it'll get bogged down with that as we go. It probably will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's that that is sort of it's it's that Marvel films can be good despite being Marvel films, because it's just a real challenge for these writers, in my opinion and directors because it's still that thing where like i'm sure that dragon fight i'm sure they were like yeah this has to end that way uh we're already doing you know the work to get this dragon fight going like it's it's got to be stuff like that like the director has done indie stuff it's the same pattern where the director is a fairly unknown that marvel swooped up and knew could just do the things they needed you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i don't know how involved the director is with the martial arts scenes i assume they were i'm it sounds like they brought on people who understood how to do martial arts yeah they've marvel's gotten in a little bit of trouble or controversy for this uh, over this past year but they famously they'll they they tell their directors we'll handle the action sequences so i'm yeah i'm not sure how yeah i'm not i'm not sure how that went down with this film i'm guessing like kevin feige and whoever else in power was like Let's make this a real martial arts thing. Like, I think their hearts are in the right place where they're like, we understand what we're trying to do here. Um, You know, we know that we want a predominantly Asian cast, an Asian director, and we want to actually cast aside the stereotypes from the comic books. Yeah. Um, And I think they have, again, their their hearts in the right place, um, but they probably, yeah, the the reason they can just kind of switch directors in and out and get new indie directors is because they don't need a director who needs to think about how do you, how do you shoot a scaffolding martial arts sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, they but they did know to get people who did know how to do martial arts and how to shoot it. They and the director is somewhat involved. I think. I think the director is probably more involved so, than yeah. we're giving. Yeah, more than I'm probably giving them credit. Oh, yeah, I just it's 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 fair to say that we don't know. You know, it's yeah, not for this one at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just we Marvel has that reputation, uh, and it's 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 ignited some controversy this year. So who knows? It is it is a for all of the positives of this movie, Marvel is a big machine. So you know, and yeah, and that's why I'm. I guess that's why I'm more impressed with this because it's like there's all these all these things coming at them from every direction. Mm all these expectations and they're probably locked down certain scenes already. Uh, and so like they have to make it work. And that's why you get scenes like them talking to their friends at the beginning. Yeah. And they're like, let's just get this shit out of the way because we have to hit this. And at this, at this page, this has to happen, etc. Uh, so it's just a lot. It's a lot to juggle. And they did it very well. They did. Considering yeah, that. yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit about the character who is supposed to be the Mandarin. Um, this is, it's pretty cool what they've done, actually, with this character. In the film, obviously, well, not obviously, but like, if you're a fan of Marvel, you know that that Mandarin is a big a classic Iron Man villain. Uh, and they sort of tease him in the first Iron Man as the terrorists are called like the 
Brotherhood of the Ten Rings or something, or the Army of the Ten Rings. Um, and that's a reference to his ten rings of power that he carries. And that's this character in, in, in this movie who is uh, meant to be the Mandarin is also like a composite of a different character. It's it's basically them reconciling the fact that a lot of these characters, as written, were pretty racist. Um, right. So, and they they have a whole scene where like uh, I think Wenwu is his name in the movie, but you don't really. I think he's only named once. He's the bad guy, Tony Lung. The dad. Yeah, the dad. Wenwu. Yeah, he's credited. I looked. They still credited him as the Mandarin, and like certain on like IMDb. It's, it's like I think the that's basically who he is. But like yeah, they yeah, have a whole he, scene he makes where fun he's of yeah, the fact that he's, he's called the Mandarin on it. Yeah, he's like he named yeah. it after like a what does he say? It's like a an orange. An orange. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> named me after an orange or like a duck dish. <laughs> I love, by the way, that they identified that the biggest link to another Marvel film they do is Iron Man 3. Yeah. With Ben Kingsley. When Ben Kingsley showed up, I was like, no fucking way. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. Ben Kingsley doing... I love every scene in both this and Iron Man 3 because Ben Kingsley never gets to play the comic relief. No. Uh, And so it's like him bumbling around this amazing actor Ben Kingsley yeah. uh, just playing an asshole <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's, it's amazing it's that's when they're, it's like Sean Connery like, uh, his best role is like Last Crusade you know it's, right. it's when they get yeah. to play these bumbling I don't know it's I don't know it's it's fun I love Ben Kingsley as this character so it's, it's just, fun to yeah, have him it's back. very it's such a weird dynamic where you see all these like relative to Ben Kingsley newer actors yeah. interacting with fucking Ben, <laughs> Sir Kingsley. ben Kingsley, yeah, and they have to treat him like a piece of shit. In right, every scene. they have to treat him like he's a clown, and it's <laughs> Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Uh, no, but I just I love that the the Marvel Marvel's been really good about this. Uh, yeah, is not so beholden. Like it's they obviously they. It, it's not I don't think you could ever call it being disrespectful to the fans or whatever who who gives a shit um, right. but like they they're not so beholden to their own source material like they understand when they need to adapt and yeah. uh, uh, update and modernize their stuff and what they've and that done movies aren't aren't comics right like, yeah movies aren't comic are books exactly yeah. So what they've done with this character, I just really thought was cool. Because uh, in, in addition to being racist, the Mandarin in, in the comics is kind of cheesy. Like he's this Fu Manchu looking, he's really racist looking character. And also he's kind of yeah. lame. Like he has these these rings of power, but they just look like Prince John Robin Hood rings. Like they're not very impressive. <laughs> So like having them be like these cool ass bands that come on his forearm and you punch the fuck out of people. It's like, ah, that's awesome. It's way better. Yeah. Way better idea. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing that here's, you're right about all that. This is, um, something, it it didn't bother me in this film, but I'm uh, been more aware of it as Marvel has progressed. I noticed that they're getting scared of having actual bad guys because this character, um, uh, is still they still try to make him sympathetic by the end, right? He still has a I he still has yes. a, a has a heroic turn, etc. I have and I like, have a th- I finish that like, thought. I have I have a I have a theory, oh, but finish that thought. I feel like they're doing that more and more, unless mm. it's a big CGI goblin. Like if it's a CGI 
creature, they have no problem just blasting them into space Mm -hmm. or doing God knows what to it. But if it's a person now, it feels like almost for a very long time now, not for, I don't know how many past Marvel films, maybe like, yeah. Uh, they they have trouble just being like they're bad, and here's the thing, that is a healthy idea mm-hmm. because it is a more mature idea to say, you know, nobody is people are complicated, yeah, uh, and and it's really interesting to have those gray areas. Um, so I I that's why I'm like I don't I didn't mind it in this movie, and I'm more aware of it than I am critical of it. It's just a thing that's been happening, mm-hmm. and I think. The only problem is it might make their movies a bit predictable over time if that keeps happening. I think they just need to they'll they'll continue to to switch it up because it's not always the case. But my theory is pretty much kind of what you just said. It's that I they've I believe or it seems like they've recognized that not every single villain can just be like I want yeah you know like they can't yeah. all just be like I want power or I want to take over the world. Because that's boring. Like, we're 25 movies in. Every bad guy can't just be, I want to take over the world, or else it it just becomes dull. So, and then, like you said, uh, having their motives be more complicated allows for more complicated stories, you know, as, as complicated as Marvel gets, but still... Yeah, um, they, and this is this is also yeah. a very smart move that makes it so that a lot of Marvel heroes, you feel like they have blood on their hands, which is that they start making the villains direct results of previous things that happened. Oh, yeah. You that's, know, you're, that's, you're, a, that's a long standing thing on the internet. How many, how many villains in the MCU were directly created by Tony Stark? Yeah, exactly. Like, and then your vultures and stuff. Where right. it's like you, I think you're vulture, trying to... vulture might be the most egregious because his origin story is just the Avengers fucking screwing him for like yeah. no good reason. Yeah, and he's like, "All right, <laughs> fuck you guys." He's like, "All right, well, I guess I'm gonna make vulture wings and steal from you." I'm like, "Fuck you, right. Michael Keaton, steal from the Avengers." <laughs> they ditch that... you over. Yeah, and that does it it's logical in this world that that happens. So in a way it was kind of refreshing to see a villain that wasn't like that. This guy is just like a an immortal dick. Uh right, he's like going he's, around with his 10 rings he's being a like, dick. He's sad about like he's sad about his wife, so you understand like that motivation and he's sort of being tricked by this this dark force but also he was an asshole for a thousand years yeah like which is an interesting it's an interesting idea because they could have just made him that asshole um but they had they knew shang chi had to and his sister Uh, shang chi and his sister who i forget the name of um xiaoling i think xiaoling i think um they had to get born you know uh, and so they have the. It's basically he's like dickhead stops has a family, dickhead. Well, he that's, yeah he meets. That's how it goes. Right, but on paper, like I mean, in 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 the. It's just interesting that they they actually did that because it does work. It works, um, yeah, but they could have gone the lazy way and been like, nah, he's just a dickhead. Right. No, they actually else. they actually show that he has conflict like he yeah he isn't he's an evil guy he's been an evil guy for a thousand years he was decent for maybe 10 well he had his family but it's mostly evil mostly evil and there's a genuine conflict there and his his redemption is very small but significant at the end you know what i mean like he just he just shoves his son out he saves his son yeah but also again predictable it's pretty it's it's, predictable but 
Yeah. I enjoyed that. And they even did like some filmmaking shit. Like it's, it's not anything groundbreaking, but like when he comes up to the gate, the, the, the premise here is that he believes the Shang-Chi's mother, his, 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 his wife, who was part of this mystical village who has uh, died. They did a City of Angels thing where she had to leave her enchanted village, which made her mortal. And then she died uh, because of his thousand years of crime. <laughs> People, people yeah. came a knocking. That shit catches up with you. It does. It does. Um, so he's got to bust open this gate. Um, there's a scene where he's walk. He's he's coming to the village, and the and the big final battle has begun. But he stops at the shrine of his wife and kneels and lights a candle. Um, and they film it in a way so that it's it, it when Shang Chi comes in to confront him, it's it's very tight on Wenwu, the father's face. Um, and then you see Shang-Chi come in the back. And that's a pretty standard, it's a basic filmmaking thing to show that it's a private moment and somebody's intruding. But uh, it it conveys that, like, he deep down he knows his wife is dead. Like, he knows she's not waiting for him on the other side of that gate. Because otherwise, why would he have knelt at the shrine? Why would it have been this personal moment for Shang-Chi to intrude on? So it gives him this, like... Again, it's not groundbreaking, but it gives him this tiny bit of complexity uh, that makes the uh, I don't know. It just it 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 works. It's it's basic, but it works. Yeah, I think it is key to always remember it's not groundbreaking. I I do think like this getting like uh, you know this uh, uh, we can go, we can talk all day about how rating systems work, but like. You know, this getting the same score as something like the Lighthouse. It's like, well, eh, it's you gotta cause you, you gotta remember Rotten Rotten Tomatoes. Everybody forgets. Yeah, this. that's what I mean. Rotten Tomatoes is pass fail. They're just there. If something gets a fresh rating, that means that the review was more positive than negative. It could still, you right. know, it doesn't mean it's like getting a hundred percent glowing review. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think it was yeah. Infinite that like in the first week had a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, it was something like that where it's like, yeah, that's no, it's, gonna take a second. Uh, when 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 you're doing a, an aggregate, it's it's on a pass fail, man. It's it is. Yeah, I think it's more <laughs> that we're we're in a situation where people want to go out, they want to feel something yeah. happy, uh, and they want to enjoy themselves. I I found. We haven't talked about the humor. Like, for example, I found the, the humor to be very, like, middle of the road. Hit miss. Um, Real hit it, miss. Yeah. Very obvious most of the time. Um, and the audience was just eating it up. And, like, it's it's that thing where it's like, surely, you know, jokes can be better like this than this audience. But it's like, who wants to sit there and be like, you guys shouldn't be having so much fun? Right. You know, like, like people are fucking enjoying themselves. Yeah. It's a packed theater. Everybody is happy to finally see a Marvel film that isn't like like a bummer or or that like really like that is doing its job correctly. You know, like this is uh the first really good Marvel film, I think, since Since Endgame, Endgame yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, it's fucking Celebrate. Yeah, and like none of the jokes are bad. It's you know, it's it's stuff. That no, if, it, again, they're just a little obvious. R- at yeah, times. it's stuff that if you heard it when you were hanging out with a group of friends, you'd be like, "All right, like I'm in a fun group." You wouldn't like laugh, but you'd, yeah, you'd be like vibing. So like that it, said, it, well, yeah, they 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 do avoid the thing I hate, um, or at least as far as I remember, which is we have this character Katie, mm-hmm. and she is the funny one. She's the outsider. She's the, She's the one everybody explains yeah. stuff to. Yeah, and she does react in funny ways 
they they're good at not having her do that in inappropriate times. Yes. Like at the very end, she's taking it very seriously. Um, yes. There's a couple moments where I I I assumed she was gonna stick her head in with a joke, and they didn't. They practiced a restraint to the way her character um when her character would choose to say funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Like when they when they get to the Ten Rings, that compound, she doesn't crack a bunch of jokes about that place. She stay she's she's actually nervous. Yeah. Um, when they're in battle, there's still some funny stuff because of course there is. Yeah. But they 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 showed a restraint with her character mm-hmm. that was much appreciated. She's at her funniest when they're at the um the super fights. The super. Uh, oh my gosh. With abomination. And um, that makes sense because it's a scene where the stakes aren't high yet and she thinks it's fun. She's just enjoying. Like, they, right. They, they just made it appropriate, yeah. which I, I, I like. Um, yeah. They have, it's part of it's how, how they were able to do it. Like, for example, Trevor, um, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley's character, yeah. Is, is a burnout and he's extremely out of it. And that's just his character. So he actually has the benefit of being funny in scenes that aren't appropriate. Uh, and so it works because they're not just ha- like they're picking and choosing who gets to be funny where it's not like a Joss Wheaton situation where it's just everybody has quips. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's they get to actually use a lot of that to their advantage, uh, like in some of the scenes like they, we don't have to stop and have somebody like, OK, what's happening? You're doing this. Yeah. He's doing that. They do a little bit of that. But like because we are in the universe where thanos snapped half the planet out of existence and they all came like the entire planet is aware that like magic and aliens and shit is real so we have we have that benefit that helps a lot of that um the hell and helps avoid the joss whedon stuff uh although you still could have put it in there but it's it's interesting with with katie's character because she's serving two purposes basically her character is both the comic relief and kind of the romantic interest they don't yeah they don't have they, they the characters touch on that. yeah they don't have the characters get together uh, explicitly at the end um but you can tell that their relationship has evolved somewhat and yeah. she's filling the role that the romantic interest would have filled uh, in the and, movie uh, yeah it's going to happen yeah, it's probably. again yeah it's like it's so weird complimenting this film on for example not doing bad things that's what we're describing with basically, her character basically yeah yeah. Uh, and so it really shows us where we're at with blockbusters, where it's like, oh, good on them for not doing well, the I obvious mean, shitty not, things. It's not. Uh, I, but it is important. It is important. Um, like it's like for example, blockbusters don't have to be shit. That's that's it. They do not have to yeah, suck. That's what it is. Yeah. Is that this is in terms of writing and character and 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 everything but action. I would say this is average. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is um the a- the action elevates it. Uh, I would say I would say the charisma too. This is a, a real char- charismatic movie. Yes. Uh, Shang Chi. He's fucking. Yeah, I don't know that actor. Uh, Simu Liu. I hope I'm saying that Simu right. Simu Liu. He's. Uh, I believe um, he's the guy from Kim's Convenience. I believe. Okay. Yeah. He's fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. Um. They picked a great person for this because he does have. A lot of charisma. Yeah, the, the reason I'm pointing this out, um, because again, like that seems like it's basic. 
Um, that was the one thing from the trailer. I didn't feel like he had charisma in the trailer. I felt like he was actually, and a lot of it is the editing of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't give him much to do. He's a lot more uh, fun of a character than the trailers made him out to be. Uh, like the fact that he's like a fuck up, that he's that he's like a slacker. Um, is stuff that like uh, yeah, I didn't expect and yeah it's yeah i I really enjoyed his character yeah it's it's again i mentioned up top like i got a lot of iron man like the first iron man vibes from this and like you know 90 percent of iron man is pure charisma and i got a lot of that from this movie i think marvel is has hit Hmm. this problem uh where uh they don't know they don't know how to make a character serious um and in fact you take you see someone like thor Thor started as the comedy came from him being very serious. You know what I mean? Which is still the funniest thing to do with him, but yeah. Yes. But then they slowly didn't. And you could argue like, yeah, it's because he hung out with humans more. But they have this like Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they're they devolving into idiots. Like um, yeah, Dave right. Bautista's character. Drax is a fool by the end of yeah, by the second yeah, and one. In the, yeah. In the first one, he wasn't that. So there's in the first one so, it was the same as as like Thor where his the he's funny because he's so serious and he takes things literally. Yeah. Um Wong is a character that is kind of undergoing that although I will say in Doctor Strange they sort of the first one they sort of knew. He's he's he began kind of sassy. Yeah. Doctor Strange himself feels like one they're having trouble with because he's like kind of an asshole. I think uh, they should keep that. I, we need a character who's just kind of. Yeah, kinda I prickly. feel like they're. Yeah. N- I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. With that Spider-Man trailer, it's like this. He really didn't seem like the same person in that trailer, but of course it's a trailer. Yeah. Who knows? Um. So like, it, it's nice to see a character like Shang Chi, who is, he seems serious enough. Um. He doesn't make a lot of jokes from my what I can remember. He's got, uh, a, but he's, he's, he's likable. Yeah, he's got a sense of humor, but he's not like wap, wacky quip dude. Like they, yeah. they sort of tried to make everybody Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, um, and I think yeah. I think you can sense. I have a lot of fear <laughs> around this movie because of what's going to happen once it's integrated into the MCU. Well, they could. That's what it is. They could like if you look at Captain America, Steve Rogers. He has stayed. He, they've managed to avoid doing that with him um yeah he still has that is america's ass which is a great great line but like but that, he, he's also gotten funnier the, the reason why that's funny though is because he doesn't really stop and make jokes that often so when he does right. when also, he does it's like your dad making a joke you're like hey also the, he's getting in on it yeah also the dynamic there and uh, i don't know he was always it, it appears to be running on some sort of electricity which is a very it's a very joss wheaton version of him but like I will say I liked that dynamic where it's like the young him is humor more humorless and the old him is just like a little more loose. The of course I could do this all day and he's like, Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. You know, um uh they they had fun with old you versus new you, you know, yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. But I think it's when you have fifty fucking leading characters in one movie, they have to get reduced to like caricatures of themselves. Cause it's like, okay, they have three lines in this scene. That we have to make them either really serious or really funny. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it's it's integrating this character into larger films. I think it's it's just you know how to, it's again. My fear is that they just won't be able to have the a uh, care that they have in this, which you know feels inevitable. Yeah. 
Um, Black Panther, that was a serious character. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think have... that's true. I think they can... I have hope for... Oh, I, I did really like this character and felt that you know, in addition to the just like the actor being super charismatic, like just the way the character is was uh, refreshing because he wasn't, you know, a quip machine or, or jokey wise guy or, you know. Weirdly enough, he reminds me of Peter Parker. A little bit, that, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, in that he is, they did this, they, they have this interesting thing, which is uh, when he starts, so you don't. I was surprised at the bus scene because he starts kicking dudes asses. And at first I thought, oh no, are they going to make it so that he's like, it unlocked fight powers in him and he doesn't know what's happening. And the real reveal is like, no, no. I had an intense childhood. It yeah. turns out. <laughs> yeah. And so we're seeing, we're seeing the scene from the point of view of Katie. Yes. Um, and that's, and that's a good idea because it does feel like it's like fight powers unlocked. And then, and then he explains like, no, I, I grew up with this. So he has this, it's this, it, he's not like I was bitten by a radioactive spider. I fell into this. He was very much trained, but he was trained in a very insular uh, environment and the rings themselves are foreign to him. They do this ending where the post credits where like, uh, they got, they got Bruce Banner in there and mm-hmm. they got Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel yeah. And 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 they got Wong, and they're looking at it, and they're like, "We're not sure what this is," and they're analyzing it. They're from and it, space. It feels very, yeah, they're from space, and it feels like very Thanos-ish, where they're like, "It's sending out a beacon." Mm-hmm. Uh, what is this? And and there's and he says like, "Welcome to the circus, kid." And you can tell he's like out of his element. And they did a good job with that, where it's like he has these rings; he can use them, or rather, like. They work with him. They don't explain too much how the rings work mm-hmm. in terms of it's just like he has wields them um, and like why and how didn't feel that important. No. It felt like it was earned enough Yeah, where it's like he's his father's son and then he gets half of the rings at first and is able to sort of work with them and then the father gives him the rest. Yeah. Um, and so like he doesn't quite understand it. He doesn't understand this world at all he just they did it, it it's this balance of like having someone be able to wield the powers of this world while not understanding it um i think they did a really good job with that yeah um because he was trained but he was kept in the dark essentially yeah uh and so that that's where you get the peter parker like i'm i'm new to this world i'm i'm sort of a slacker at the same time um, I'm not going to be taking this particularly seriously. Like, I really hope they keep that. There's the gag where they go and do karaoke and they do it at the beginning mm-hmm. and they do it at the end and they get drunk. Um, I would like, it's like, it's like you take Tony Stark's like rich guy alcoholism and this is more like very millennial, uh, partying. They, t- they, they do a Venmo joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're, they're grounding it. So it's like a millennial slacker. Uh, and I I really hope they are able to keep that going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and it's, Peter Parker is like the generation before that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not that he doesn't take it seriously. It's like he was trying to uh, he was purposely trying to avoid it. Yeah. But it's very funny that they they kind of nail <laughs> Peter Parker is young. He's he's Gen Y, right? And he's like, I want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Like he's got that like energy. And then uh, Shang-Chi has the millennial energy. 
yeah. of like, I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they kind of capture that. Yeah. They do. And I, I really appreciate that. Just just, um, and I, just by having him and his him and Katie be oh, very overqualified for the jobs yeah, that they have. Exactly. I'm very tired. I'm working a terrible job and I've gone through a lot of schooling. Yep. Um and they and and so I just hope they they're they keep as this as this character gets passed from writer to writer, I just hope they don't reduce him to something. Uh, that is just a few quips. Yeah, here hopefully, and there. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we will see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they set up something for Captain Marvel, right? Because she has to like go suddenly. She gets a page and goes. I don't know if that was a because they never explicitly say where the rings are from. I just know from the comics that the Mandarin found the rings of power in a crashed spaceship. Ah. Uh, so uh, it could be just that she's getting a ping that's related to the rings. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I liked, I liked that where she's like, he'll give you my number. And he's like, I don't, I don't have, I don't her, have number. her number. I, I like, I like that. Cause Captain Marvel, I feel like needs to be established. You know, she needs another film. We need to, they're, they're working on one. I think, um, I think actually, uh, the Candyman director is making it, I believe. Nice. Um, Nia DaCosta? I think so. I believe that's um, right. It, yeah, I, I, I believe you're right, too. I just realized, like, I don't know as much about her, because she... And they, they kind of make fun of it, is she's, like, an inaccessible character. Right, she's like a and god. And <laughs> she just yeah, keeps exactly. zooming in and out. It's like, ah, well, she'll be here when she's here. <laughs> we can't, yeah, we can't exactly. really make her do anything. <laughs> right, and Bruce being like, yeah, I don't, I don't have a I, don't, I, I appreciated that Bruce <laughs> was still in a cast, too, from Endgame. Yeah, they, they keep, yeah. They pay attention to that shit. Um, I don't really have anything else to say other than that this was no. It's it's this is a, this is a sweet Marvel film, delightful Marvel it film. It was, it was everything we kind of thought it was going to be, which is that um, Black Widow came and went, and it, we talked about this a bunch with that one, um, where it's like it felt like Marvel wasn't getting over yeah their previous phase yeah um. This feels like the actual start of Phase Four, uh, pushing like the Loki show, pushing aside WandaVision, pushing aside all the TV shows, everything. This feels like the definitive, like okay, it's begun. Like this, this feels fresh plot-wise. Um, it is, I would say, average as a story, as a blockbuster. I'd say it's above average for right now, uh, and as an action film, I thought it was fucking great. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was written by the writer of Doom, sure, and Mortal Kombat. Yep. Uh-huh. So and Ant Man and Zombieland. It's weird. And Horseman, starring Dennis Quaid. Sure. You remember that movie? No, but okay. uh, and I'm glad it exists. Um, that's it. We're done. <laughs> now, that, now that this Fine. is happening, we're done. Fine. Fine. We won't talk about Dennis Quaid's Horseman movie. No, we don't um, need to do that. Hey folks, thanks for listening. Listen, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. You can go on there, you can find exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder's a Maniac mm. and Star Trek the Next Future Rama. Mm. Uh uh for ten dollars a month you can watch um movies. Movies. But also those exclusive podcasts, just five bucks a month. That's yes. it. It's it's the same cost as renting, I don't know, horsemen uh, with Dennis. Probably. Quaid. Probably. Yeah. yeah, you could monthful of free podcasts or a single viewing of Dennis Quaid's Horseman. I admit yep. 
tough choice. Uh, we also have a store. Uh, head on over to GameFlyUnemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store because it's kind of complicated. It's a lot easier to just say GameFlyUnemployed.com. We got t-shirts, uh, stickers, posters, uh, mugs, all kinds of neat, cool things. So check it out. Do it. Yes. Do that. Do that, Do that. thing. Uh, all right. You should watch Horseman. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go watch Horseman right now. I, I, I'm vi- Let's watch vibrating Horse- right. with anticipation. Let's watch Horseman. Mm-hmm. Let's delete this podcast yes. and let's just do uh, Horseman. Let's do Horseman, but we title it Shang-Chi. Yes. All right. Oh, yeah. There Fuck all of you. Yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs>